You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. We can put up our confession of faith. This is just how I like to start. You might not believe this, so you can just make it a declaration. If you don't want to say it, we'll pray for you afterwards. It's only going to help us. We got to speak life. We start to speak life, we see things change. If you can't speak it, tell the devil to get off. We got to speak it over our life. Ready? Here we go. Today, I declare victory. I stand for freedom. I speak your truth and declare your word over my life. I expect miracles, healing, and breakthrough now. We declare healing and unity over our city in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. All right, let's do this. You guys can be seated. It's kind of a wild ride. Thank you, worship team. That was amazing. I had a great message. I still have it. But then, uh, obviously, last night, you know what he does. You know, he just starts talking to you about, hey, that's a good message, but, uh, you know, I don't want him leaving with the Prius. They need to leave with the, a Porsche. In the spirit, don't take offense to that. I'm prophesying Porsches over everyone. Not literally. I'm just saying only if you like them. What I'm saying is God gave me a word, and he says, for them to fully understand and comprehend that word, you need to give them this word. Because I don't need another word, I need revelation. So I'm going to start off with the word that I've had for about a week now, since actually last Sunday, and then we're going to take that word and we're going to throw a supercharger on it so you can leave here with the revelation. Is everybody down for that? Okay, some of you, that's good. We're a participation church, that's fine, it's cool. You'll learn, you'll learn. We're kind of, you know, the more you shout me down, preach it out, you know, burn the stump, shame the devil, the, more I, the better I preach. I mean, it's no big deal. Energy is everything, and if you're comatose, I need more energy. We'll help you. So if you see your neighbor starting to snooze or, you know, start, you know, scrolling Instagram, just... <laughs> right here is a really good spot. It's right between your, your, your quad and your hamstring. There's a tender spot right there. Full four knuckles, they'll wake right up. Like, like Maverick. Aya. Yeah. That's my seven-year-old. My three-year-old shoved ice down my pants this morning when I was leaning forward. And then my seven-year-old, right in the middle, like where I'm trying to message Brad, was just like, Dad, how do you even know what to say? I'm like, God tells me. Oh, why are so many things crossed out then on your paper? Oh, whoa. Why don't you just go ask your mom for a smoothie? Just freaking leave me alone. He's talking too fast, Maverick. I was so judged by a seven-year-old, like, man, quit looking at my paper. I'm glad you're laughing. Yeah, thank you. So last week, pretty much David Harris Jr. here, I'll give you a little recap. He came, and I watched him just meld minds, okay? I think a lot of people showed up, and they're like, hey, here's this political outspoken guy, has a lot of influence. He showed up here. Even Pastor Jurgen and myself, Pastor Jurgen drove over here, we're like, oh, man, he's going to drop some political heat. And then he came in here, shared his testimony. I'm crying. People are weeping. 18 people, like, are getting saved. I'm like, what is going on? Afterwards, I'm like, bro, you're like a pastor. What are you doing? He's like, I just felt that's what the Lord wanted me to do. I'm like, you messed our church up. 
I mean, that was amazing. I was, it was like left field, like politics, wham, left hook gospel. Like Southpaw came up in here and just rocked us. And we're all like, oh, Jesus, thank you. It was amazing. And then I was just on it all week, just going, man, you do turn all things together. But a backstory is, and I know he briefly managed it, but we were still in shock and awe. But literally, we've been talking throughout the week, and it's like, man, now our minds are completely blown. But, you know, it's embarrassing. I, I think I've hid this from everybody, but now that it's out, I might as well just confess it. Back in junior high and high school, I was part of this huge show pop choir group. Don't judge me for wearing sequins. Why are you laughing? Babe. No, I'm not going to show you my moves. That'd be too radical. But I'll pull a muscle if I do that. So I just don't want to, I didn't warm up. Plus, you got to have sequins on to really get into it. You know what I'm saying? So don't, you can all judge me. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. But I'm going to tell you a story. And you're going to see how God works all together for good, which I'm going to preach on. So ha ha, right back at you. Okay, so anyways, my mom heard him interviewed back in January, February, whenever we had him on live stream, because our church wasn't open yet a while ago. My mom calls me and goes, that's got to be the kid from Redding, California that came down to our house and you guys performed against each other and they were the ones that always dominated you. I'm like, mom, don't ever talk like that again. We did beat them one year, Okay. And uh, so I'm, I'm like, mom, you are crazy. You got to get off grandma's medication. I know you're, maybe it was blurry. That's, that's David Harris Jr. Who's a huge platform, political. He's just coming against CRT, all these kind of things. And he's making a stand. And that's who that is. Who you're talking about was a dude that could, you know, dance like Michael Jackson, that could sing. And he smoked us every year because he was amazing. That's a totally different person. And my mom's like, nope, I know that's him. I said, oh. all right, well, I'm not going to stalk this guy. How would we, weird would that be? I'd just reach him out. Hey, were you a dancer? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do I bridge that gap? <laughs> but, but what's so funny was I did hit him a little DM, you know, like the unexpected, hey, are you from Reading? Never got a response. You know, what's that going to do? Long story short, now, hey, you're at my church now. I'm going to ask you lots of questions. You know, I walked in, I said, hey, um, David, David Harris, are you from Reading? He goes, yeah. Did you, did you go to uh, Enterprise? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Were you a part of Starship? Then he's looking at me. He's kind of backing up. I have this all on video because Esther's in the room going, this is getting weird. She starts videoing. Just, you know, like everybody does now when you see it's like influencers in the wild. You know, it's like, you know, so... Here we are. She's over in the corner like this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She's backing up. He's going. He's looking at me. We're walking around the table in the green room, and we're looking at each other. I'm like, when did you graduate? And he goes, 93. I'm like, me too. Did you go to Grass Valley and stay at some kid's house and do this party? He goes, Matt Hubbard. And I go, David Harris Jr. We both freak. <laughs> Losing our mind, he comes up. I see you. I felt like I was Jake Sully. I see you, Jake Sully. And, Avatar, that's a movie. You guys got to get out more. Felt like we just... But anyway, so he shakes me. He's like, oh my gosh. So here, you know, we're like in the whitest part of California. And these two black kids come down and do this whole routine and smoke everything. And then we threw an after party at our house. They danced all night. And we were like, that's amazing. He wrote about it in his book because he had a 
conversation with my uncle that healed my uncle because my uncle was jumped by four black kids when he was a young kid that whooped his tail. And so he always had this little thing, but he brought healing to my uncle, which created this whole thing. And he wrote about it because it imparted him at 15 and a half years old. And it's in his book today that happened in my house, which brings me to And we know God causes everything to work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. I'm looking at myself. God took two young punk kids at 15 and a half that just thought they were doing Michael Jackson. He was actually doing it. I was just trying to copy him. Doing show pop choir. And I went down a road and made my mistakes and He went down and shared his testimony of all the things he went through. But to go forward exactly 28 years to bring convergence in a green room to a place he didn't know to have us both have a revelation at the exact same time, you impacted my life and I impacted your life. And God's up there getting the glory going, look how I'm using you two kids. Don't ever give up on your dreams. If he could do it for a David Harris Jr. and a Matt Hubbard, he can do it for anything and anyone. So it's just that started me down this wild ride. And God has done a couple things even this week where we've been chatting back and forth, where he has a platform, but I get a lot of people sending me stuff from a pastor that I've been able to send him that he could use that can expose darkness, and we're watching God do some radical things. Even right now, as of this morning, he was using some intel to give LA County some heat to make him change policy. So let me just tell you something. God works everything together for a purpose, and I wanna talk about that this morning because every one of you here are, are here for a reason. The difference is we got to stop letting go of what that enemy's whispering in our ear all the time and start just leaning in so we could hear what's the Holy Spirit saying. So I just want to read a couple things because God has perfect timing. He's outside of time and he's trying to do radical things in this church, but we got to become people that just aren't comfortable where we're at is we will all hit a ceiling in our life somewhere. Maybe it's in our job, our relationship. And the question is, how long do you want to stay at that ceiling? Because that ceiling needs to be your next floor. And the difference is, it's up to you to determine how long you want to stay comfortable. And what do you want to do to lean in so you can go, so God can lead you, so the Holy Spirit can lead you to that next level? How many are with me this morning? Exactly. So I just want to encourage you that when I read this verse, because of what happened last Sunday... In the NLT version, it says this, and we know that God causes everything to work together. Everything. Think of that word, everything. To work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. See, if you love God, you're going to be called, just so you know. This verse isn't for everybody Even though we're all created in the image and likeness, it's for those that love God, meaning you've said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. Jesus, I love you. Then guess what? Now that you got that, the next part is, all right, good. Now I'm going to put that calling on your life according to my purpose. And then we have another level because we can decide right then, well, I kind of like my purpose. Or we can yield to his purpose and live this wild life. I never thought my wife and I would be doing this, but as soon as we knew we were called and I got my stuff out of the way and just said, all right, I'm going to chase your stuff. It's been way more radical, way more radical, way more fun, way more radical, way more like, 
Hey, uh, it's your church. It's not my church. You're building your house, not me. All right, God, what do you want me to do? Takes all the pressure off. Even when I'm mad at my wife, you gave me my wife. What the heck? What do I do now? Where is the book on this? Thank goodness he says, I got you. You've made a couple mistakes. We're going to, don't worry, I'm going to work it all out for you. You'll be thanking me later. I am grateful for this verse. I used to think, oh, my wife needs this verse because it's on her mirror all the time. And then this week, I finally got the revelation after 15 years. This verse is on her mirror because she's praying for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. You don't have to stand up and put an exclamation point. They got, yeah. Wow. Little far, little crossing the line. Forgive you. But I was like saying, yeah, yeah. She's been praying that for you because she's got to work it together because you're going so speed. Going full tilt all the time. She goes, Lord, please help him. Just work this one out for good too. He knows not what he says. <laughs> but I love this because in the NIV, it says all things. All things work together. In the NLT, it says everything. I mean, those are big terms. I want you to head, head, wrap your head around. I mean, it's staggering pledge of Romans 8.28 of what God's saying here that I think most Christians can't wrap their head around it. Can you say that thinking, even though I made a mistake, God, you're going to work it out for me because you know I love you. God, I made this decision. Like, I shouldn't have this cinnamon roll this morning. Like, I'm trying to get it together. But I know he's going to work it out. I mean, he's probably going to say and convict me, like, you need to go on a run. But I mean, he's going to work it out. Now, whether I choose to do that or not, that's between me and the Holy Spirit. I'm just being real with you is all things work together. I made some dumb moves when I was in junior high. But you've got to understand God has perfect timing. See, in junior high, I crawled out on a roof because I wanted to sneak around to the girls' room. Okay? And I snuck out on the roof of a hotel. I was in Washington, D.C. And I'm like getting the tours. You know, I'm first time away from my parents. I'm with like 80 other students from my junior high. And we're going to tour Washington, D.C. And then I realized my, my window to my room at the Holiday Inn Express, which, you know, makes you smarter if you've ever stayed there. I'm like, oh, I can crawl out on the ledge right here. I know the girls are three doors down. Oh, this is epic. So I crawled out on the roof, went over there, knocked on the thing. Well, they only could get their window open this much. Oh my gosh. I'm like, just let me in. I was this close to having an epic. It was going to be a great night. Now, I didn't say that was smart, really dumb. Thank goodness my parents were praying for me. But literally, I just realized they had a little set screw in there. So I'm like, no problem. I'll see you ladies tomorrow night. Well, the next day, I went and bought a screwdriver. I told all the guys, everyone unscrewed that little set screw on all their windows. Um, But I ate too much candy. You know, when you're in seventh grade, I drank too much soda because I grew up not drinking soda and had too much candy. So guess who was sick in the toilet that night? And I could not live my best life, but everybody else did. But then when it came down to it, there was me and two other guys that were like the ringleaders. We all got called up, and so the teacher said, we're sending you home. That wasn't a good phone call to my parents. My dad was a Marine. My mom, worse than any Marine. Fear the Lord, fear my mom. A Marine, nothing on my mom. No disrespect to Marines, but 
grandma even next level. She's from Arkansas. So is Lorena Bobbitt. That's too far. I apologize. That right there shouldn't have been said. Am I live streaming? I, Pastor, you're gonna, I'm sorry. See, that's what I'm saying. You say things that shouldn't be said. You just got to take that back. We're fine. Where was I? Yes. So back to me getting in trouble. They're going to send me home. They made the phone call. Long story short, all flights were canceled and uh, they couldn't send me home. So I got stuck upstairs with a chaperone of some young punk. And so he felt so sorry for me. He bought me pizza uh, and... He looked after me and my buddy Joe, and then I said, man, all my dad cared about was his two buddies he's lost in Vietnam. I was supposed to be at the Vietnam Wall getting this thing. My dad is going to kill me. I can't believe I'm in so much trouble. Guess what? All things work together for good. Those are the little Lord. He stuck me out. I got the full tour. I got the, I got the rubbings from my dad's boys. I mean, it was epic. And then come to find out it was the owner's son that was going to Emory University that ran the whole company that we became great friends. I went in his wedding. He was in my wedding. Fast forward all these things. I had free trips the rest of my life to Washington, D.C. My brother got to go. Think how much money I saved my parents for a little bit of a headache. (laughs) God worked it all together for good. And I'm telling you, you might be going, oh, that's sacrilegious. I can give you a hundred other stories that would make you blush pre-saved. Way worse than that one that God knew my heart and just said, Matt, that was so dumb. But I'm going to work it out for you if you could not do it again, okay? And I learned a lot, but I'm telling you, even in my life, I made business mistakes, and God's like, oh. Afterwards, I knew it was a mistake, but I felt the hand of the Lord upon me going, I'll work it out for you. I'll work this out for you. Go back and repent. Go back, say you're sorry. Go back and eat crow here. Get your pride out of the way. Get your ego out of the way. I can go on and on and on, but the two things I want you to say, not everybody has that unmerited favor if you don't love God. Step one, love Jesus. Then he will call you according to his purpose. Not everybody can live under that scripture unless you're a believer. That's why I want to tell you the revelation part of this. See, what you need to understand is when you understand whose you are, you walk into business meetings a little bit differently. If you know who sent you, Benny Perez was here, Pastor Benny from uh, Church LV. He preached a message two Wednesdays ago. Every one of you need to listen to it. I I would tell you, it was mind-blowing, but I've always felt like that is exactly what God showed me. And people think like, why are you walking in? Because I'm a believer. See, I was raised as a good evangelical Christian. I didn't know the other side of it, that you're walking in an unmerited favor. And a lot of churches don't preach it. They don't preach. And I'm going to preach it to you because I want you to understand it. Because I want you to understand this is called turn it around. God has perfect timing, never early, never late. It takes a little patience and faith, but it was worth the wait. You got to understand that Romans 8, 28, God is working it out for you. And if you really believe that, why are you so worried? Why are you full of anxiety? Why are you full of some mental stress? Because if you believe this, then God's got you. Now it comes to the point, either you love God or you don't. So then reconcile that. You look at David, made some massive mistakes. Had some people killed over his massive bad decisions 
being up on high places he shouldn't have been, looking at things that weren't his, getting himself into trouble. He even then took it to the next level, had someone killed over it, but God still used him in a powerful way and said, David has a heart after mine. Whoa, you read that, it kind of messes you up a little bit. But God's going to work it out if you can trust him. You're his kid. You're made in his image and his likeness. He's given you passions, and yet you're toning it down. I'm here to tell you that's just part one, because part two is, I want to read this verse in Mark 16, 20. I'm going to start a little bit early, because what I want you to understand is Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Just preach it. Yeah. If you're not that good of it, start with your pet. <laughs> See how that response is. If your dog leaves the room, just keep practicing. But listen, I want you to preach the gospel. He who believes, so not everybody will. That's not your problem. He's already telling you, don't, why are you taking rejection so personal? If you make it all about you, you won't ever preach the gospel. You'll never live the big life that God's called you to live. You'll never take chances. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and they will drink anything deadly. It will not by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. See, I never saw any of that growing up. What I want to tell you is that right there, this is Jesus telling his disciples, and they're probably going, what the heck? But see, this is what I want you to understand. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs that he previously spoke about. Well, what I want you to understand is, even though I was raised as this good conservative Christian kid that knew the word of God, I was missing a whole nother part. And that's why I'm going to tell you something. I had one foot in the world and one foot over here wanting to go to church. I knew it was right. It wasn't until I met Pastor Jurgen and I started seeing this verse worked out in church. I saw people getting healed. Was I uncomfortable? Yeah. I saw people getting delivered. Was I uncomfortable? Yeah. I saw people praying in tongues. Was I uncomfortable? Yep, totally offended. I saw worship. If you thought that was bad, I was offended by worship. That's how I started. I grew up just a good evangelical Christian that knew the good story. My favorite story was Jonah. I just thought that was the coolest thing, knowing this kid was piping off, and then he got swallowed up. And then God's like, listen, I'm going to work all things together for good and help you out throw him off the ship, he gets swallowed up by a big old whale or whatever that thing was, spits him out, and then he wins and gets a whole city saved. You know, that's pretty epic. Like, you could be that off track hiding in somewhere in the ocean. So when my kids were piping off disobedient out the river, I said, you know what's in this river? Let me read you, Jonah. You should see how fast my kids straighten up. It's like, Psh. dad, don't do it. Don't pray a beast in these waters. I, well, I mean, you need to listen to your mom. You have three bites of that burger left. I'm going to eat them right now. Yeah, you will. I don't want to change your name to Jonah, Maverick. Just eat it. I don't know if that's right. I'm going to ask Jesus when I get there, but I figured he'll work it all out together for good. And he, you know what? 
He finishes burger every time. Green beans, not a problem in my house. I'm referencing Jonah. And I think that's mild. I mean, I could have gone straight to the lion's den, but I, I figured let's start off here. When he's 16, I'm saving that one. You met Daniel? I got plenty of them, I'm saving them all up. But that's how I was raised. So, you know, I wanna teach you real quick just a principle that I need our church as a whole to understand. You guys with me? It's Logos and Rhema. See, what happens is in this, a lot of times people will say to me, I was like, ah, God told me to move. See, they play the trump card, the God card. What do you do with that? When someone plays the God card on me, I'm like, wow, God is speaking to you. I mean, he didn't confirm that with me. It says God confirms his word through signs, and these signs shall follow. But I mean, God spoke to you. I mean, I guess you should move. You can't do anything when someone plays the God card. And I'm telling you, we can get stuck in playing that, but why don't we get to a deeper thing where God wants to do something? What is God saying? See, let me read you Logos and Rhema are the words that help us in our relationship with Jesus. While Rhema is taken as spoken word or as teachings of Christ himself, Logos refers to Jesus himself. So Logos as a concept in Greek means written word. God's spoken word to you is broken down in two things. And this is what I learned in this house. And this is as a church, I'm gonna tell you, this is the newest church. We have the least culture and we haven't really taught about it. So worship might, might be a radical experience for you. Because I know we have a lot of people that believe in Jesus, love Jesus, but they've never seen power. See, when I came to this church, even though I was offended, I've never seen that before. And the God that I was reading about in the New Testament, Jesus, that did signs one and says, you will do even greater things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, guess what? I've been in church my whole life. I've never seen greater things. I've seen some things, mostly hymnals and rebukes. And I felt guilty every time I left church and don't know why my parents drug me there last thing. But thank goodness they did because I had a foundation. I had some logos in me, but I never saw power. I never understood, even heard the concept rhema before. See, first, logos refers to principally the inspired word of God. This is it. The living word of God. The second word around this translated word is rhema, which refers to the spoken word. What is God saying? What is the utterance? What, are, what is happening now? See, I could read these stories, but when the Holy Spirit gets activated on the inside of you, that's when this Bible becomes living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. You get, like, I can tell the difference when I hear someone's praying. I can, I, I can tell the difference in their spirit. Do they really believe what this says? But this is power. This is the word of God. And when it comes alive in your spirit, that becomes a rhema word because the Holy Spirit lives within you. When you activate the Holy Spirit, this book becomes alive. I could read the same verse over and over and over, and now I'm seeing something different. I can read the one-year Bible and get to the same point every year and know that scripture. I read it last year. I take notes. I see my notes and have a brand new revelation because the spirit that's alive on the inside of me is speaking to me where I'm at in this season, and it's exactly what I need to hear. See, you're made in the image and likeness. You're a smart person, so you might be like, oh, I'm going to do this business deal. I'm going to do it. That's just using logic and logos. You read the word. You, you know, you got stirred up in your face. But what is God saying? 
See, I bought my first house because I was going to a church. I was believing God for it. I, man, I was like, okay, I read that word of God. I'm a, it's time for me to buy a house. I'm going to take some territory. I'm going to be a landowner. I, don't want to, I want to be a lord over my own land. I'm going to be a landlord. I'm thinking all this stuff. I'm going in faith. But guess what? I worked it out on myself. And I got the house, and you know, I paid the typical price, and I did some cool stuff. But after being in this church long enough, God started speaking to me. Whoa. That might trip a few people out. Yeah, God started speaking. I started, when you're in the word long enough, you start to recognize his voice. And the Holy Spirit in prayer would start to give me revelations. And I woke up in the middle of the night with a revelation that we'd be moving into a new house. And I'd know which house it was. So we started looking at all these homes. And then when I pulled into this one cul-de-sac, I felt my spirit jump on the inside of me. And the Holy Spirit began to talk to me. Told me the exact price, the exact way I'm going to do it. My real estate agent didn't agree to it. No one agreed to it except my mom. Thank goodness for a mom. That's a real estate agent that has belief. And she goes, that is so radical, it can only be God's because I had a rhema word. When you get a rhema word, nothing can take it away from you except yourself. No one else, God didn't give it to somebody else. He gave it to you. So why are you asking somebody's opinion? You find someone, that's why every king had a priest, and every king that went to the priest that was assigned to them would get them in the Old Testament, would get them information. What's amazing is 40 kings in the Old Testament, there was 51 priests. Why were there more priests? Because if the king didn't like what the priest was saying, they had him killed. (laughs) Don't be messing with me though, okay? (laughs) But what I want to tell you is every king that honored what the priest said because the Lord was speaking through that priest to those kings, seven of them, no one ever touched them. They went from victory to victory to victory to victory to victory to victory because they had a priest in their life for a reason. When you get a word, you confirm it. You confirm that word. It's amazing how many people I know. I have a good friend that's going through something right now who has a priest in his life that he's not listening to. And when that happens, all he can say is, I'm going to turn you over to the Lord. The Lord will deal with it. And guess what? I know this person loves Jesus, and I know God will work it all out but it might go through some places he doesn't need to go to for God to work it all out. He could have listened to his priest in the first place that gave him wisdom that it would have all worked out right then. That's where we can get ego, pride, the devil, the world. We're, we're battling flesh, the devil, and the world all in our head. That's why we need rhema, a rhema word, Holy Spirit word in our life. That's why the first thing, the most important thing, listen, when you give your life to Jesus, that's number one. Now you fall under, hey, I'm going to work it all out for you. Giving your life to me, now let me show you what I can do in your life to work it out. The second part is receive baptism of the Holy Spirit. How could I be a Christian for 30 years and no one taught me this? I'll never forget, you know, my wife got prayed for one time. Power got hit her, boom, laid out on the floor. I'm looking at her, tears, she's praying in tongues. I'm like, I'm offended, but how can I be? I love that girl. Oh, she's so cute. What, what is that? Pastor Eric, and I want that. You've prayed for me 20 times. What's my problem? I had so much religion in me, I didn't want to. This can't be right. But guess what? Three months later, when I just, everything I could, God just used me. And I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, when you're saved, the Holy Spirit's in you. You got to give him permission to be ignited on the inside of you. You got to ask him and receive. God, Holy Spirit, I want to give you power. I want you to show me. I want you to lead me. You get saved. Jesus, listen, eternity's boom. 
It's settled. Eternity settled for you. It's amazing. You know why the devil works so hard to divide the church? Try to teach against the gifts of the Holy Spirit? I know churches all day long that can preach the fruit of the Spirit. I grew up, man, it was memorized on my wall. My mom would be quizzing me on the fruit. Never once did we talk about the gifts. It's a free gift. The Holy Spirit, you need the fruits and the gift to be balanced. If you're a logos only, a word church only in logos, there's no power. Where am I gonna send my friends that need to get healed? They've never seen power. They've never seen signs and wonder and wondering what's going on. But when you come in here and see someone get prayed, listen, I was just talking to a young girl that said, I can't believe I came to your church one time. Rex Crane prophesied over me. Six months later, I walked into that promise. How did he know the date, Dr. Matt? How did he know the date? I said, that was a rhema word from heaven. The Holy Spirit revealed it to him. And then he was faithful enough to tell you. You know how much boldness you need to stand up here, prophesy over a girl you don't need, and then tell her the date that it's going to happen? To the day? So six months later, I'm getting an email from her, plus a phone call, plus tears, wanting you to know how. That's supernatural. We believe in a supernatural God. So we can't just be a Logos church that's going to teach you a nice stuff on Jonah or Paul and then break it down for you, which is amazing. But you should be in the Word, understanding, because it's going to give you power. It's going to give you revelation. But see, when the Holy Spirit, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you say, Holy Spirit, I need you activated in my life. I need to see things I don't see before. That's when you start to operate in a supernatural level. When God will say, go over there, pray for that person. Whoa, I don't know if I can do that. Let me tell you something. When we first came here, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, the next thing is, Pastor John and Becky, we were, none of us were pastors. Pastor, you're going to call and said, hey, so-and-so, we didn't have a pastoral care team, thank goodness, like we have now. We didn't know what we were doing. He called us and said, hey, I need some Ghostbusters. You want to go pray for some people? I got a demon showing up in a couple's house that's wreaking havoc on their marriage. We're like, Yes. We'll go do it. We're online. We're watching, you know, Pastor Cho. We're reading some stuff. We're getting some scripture. I'm like, all right. So if the demon starts talking to us, just tell it to stop in the name of Jesus. Okay, we can do that. All right. All right. This looks good. Babe, you ready? Yeah. We're in the car. We're sitting in the driveway, and we're listening to worship level 10. We're just going. We go in the house. We're like casting out everything. We didn't know what to do. Cast out. We start going. It's got to be in that object. Got to be. We cleared. We decluttered that whole house. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, all things work together for good. I mean, they didn't have to pay us to declutter it. It was only one object that was really <laughs> demonic. That we broke the power over the house. That couple got freedom. They never had voices again. They never saw weird things happening in their house because that dark spirit got cast out that day. Did we know what we were doing? No. We went in faith and we're looking for a revelation, which we got after most of the house was cleared out. I could have kept that couch, actually. But that's the supernatural stuff I'm talking about that we need to learn to operate in as Christians. That's the supercharger. Does it have anything to do with you getting to heaven? No. Jesus died on a cross for our sins. That's eternity. But guess what? The radical stuff? That's praying that God gives you a revelation through a rhema word. 
when this book becomes live and powerful. I'm gonna tell you something. I just interviewed Garrett White, and Garrett White's this, you know, influencer online, amazing man, and grew up Mormon, went through a lot of different things, but he said something to me on this interview because he recently just gave his life to Christ. And he says, you know what's crazy? I've been hearing his voice since 2009, and Jesus just revealed who it was. And he says what was so radical about it was it took his 14-year-old girl to go through some COVID stuff. She went and found Jesus, got baptized, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, then came home and read her dad's mail. To the point, it's like, who is this girl? I've known her. In a revelation that was blowing his mind. He goes, I need to know what you know. See, when you get that rhema word, you operate at levels, prophetic words to prophesy over people. You're all, we all work, walk in those gifts. It's just about learning to hear. And I'm not saying anything. We all need logos. That builds the foundation. But I want to be the church that walks in Holy Spirit power with a rhema word. That's the supercharger on your faith. That's to get you out of being stuck, to get you playing small into doing radical things for the gospel. How do you take a bunch of disciples that were scared? Jesus died. They went back to fishing. They all cried. They didn't know what to do. And then when they saw him again, alive, and then when he ascended to heaven, everything changed for them. And they flipped the world upside down for him. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to be our helper, to give us discernment, to give to wisdom. See, I was raised in a church and I realized that everything was about Jesus, but I was making Holy Spirit like this little, this little thing. It's the Trinity. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. When I put the Holy Spirit in his rightful place, things got radical in my life. I'm able to have discernment on what house do I go for? I don't want a logical word. So I was reading this Cho example and he was talking about how these two girls were at a youth camp and they read how Peter walked on water. So they got all hyped up and like, Peter walked on water, we can walk on water. They read the Logos word, that's what the Bible said. Peter walked on water, we're gonna do it, we're gonna pray. Well, they said, let's go walk across this river and they drowned. And he said, listen, that was the written word, but there was no revelation and they never got a rhema word. And it was never confirmed because God always confirms his word. I watch people all the time play the God card. Who confirmed it? Is that a rhema word? If you want to do supernatural things, let's get a word from heaven. Let's get it confirmed by someone with fruit from heaven. And let's operate in supernatural ways that we've never seen before. That's what we're trying to do. Why do we have DNA? It's just to lay down some foundational truths. Why do we get everyone baptized and prayed for in the Holy Spirit? Because we need to be in a supernatural place to be in this time during COVID or man, whatever it is. I need a church with revelation. I need new wine in new wineskins. I can teach you a new word, but if you're going to go back and put it in some old stuff, that wineskin's going to break. Whatever it takes. We're here for you. That's called good discipleship. I leave you with this, because if we really knew what we need to know, 
I want to read you some verses. Matthew 6, 34. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. See, Romans 8, 28 is a trumpet call to follow Jesus in the risk of love, no matter what it costs. Because whatever it costs, he'll work it out for good for you. What are we afraid of today? What's making us nervous? Where we know we're being called to do bigger, bolder things, but we just feel like we're intimidated. We serve a God that loves us and wants to direct us. He wants to give you a rhema word. Every one of you, if you believe in Jesus, he's gonna work all things together for good. That's part one. Part two is the supercharger. Invite the Holy Spirit in your life. If we're gonna do what we're called to do as Awakened Church, he's gotta give his word to his people. Not through a pastor, I'll help confirm it. But God speaks directly to you. Directly to you. In men's prayer, you know what we do? We're working it out. I'm trying to get men that have never been in a prayer setting like that to be bold enough to lay hands on someone's knee and pray for a healing. Let me tell you something. When I see a man come up to me afterwards and they got an ear-to-ear grin, and they're sharing me the testimony how they got healed, you know what's coming up right after him? The dude that had the courage to put his hand on that knee. And you know what? That ear-to-ear grin is even bigger than the dude that got healed. And you know what I do? I just sit out front afterwards and just smile, and I sit in line and just wait, testimony after testimony. And you know what? My wife comes back, and she goes, man, you won't believe how many women showed up in men's prayer. And they said, my husband's a completely different person. <laughs> Listen, I know that because guess what? I started men's prayer with five people based out of an insecurity before I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I couldn't even lead silent prayer. And you think that's funny. I'm being serious. I prayed over dinner and that's it. And that wasn't even very powerful. But when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and got a rhema word, what men's prayer need to look like, I've never changed it in 15 years and the fruit of it is thousands of men that know how to pray and not only men from san diego there's fire there's fire men's fire groups all around the united states they'll send me pictures salt lake salt lake city started with seven guys they hit 40 last week let me tell you something that city will never be the same that's where we exercise how to get better at hearing from the holy spirit So listen, if you have worry, angst, or anything like that, there's two things we're going to do. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, it doesn't matter how much you screwed up, the things that you did. Listen, the first thing this, in order to operate under that Romans 8, 28, I need you to know who created you. Our God creator. I've been living on this verse all through COVID. It's Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. It's my verse. It's not going anywhere. My wife's verse has been the Romans 8.28. I'm going to tell you something. When we have the revelation that God has been chasing you and he will chase you all the way to the end of your days, he's never going to give up on you. He said, I am your creator. You're my son. You're my daughter. 
there's no way I'm not putting up a fight for you. But there is an enemy that works overtime to make sure we never have an encounter with Jesus. If you've never given your life to Jesus, listen, it's super simple. It's just a yielding saying, God, thank you for sending your son for dying for me. You can't earn your way into it. It's not about being a good person. It's not how many jump hoops you jump through. It's not about not drinking caffeine. It's none of that stuff. Good works doesn't get you to heaven. After you know how good Jesus is, you'll want to do good works. You'll want to do epic things. You'll want to correct bad behaviors just because of the goodness of God. So listen, if you've never given your heart to Jesus and you want to do that, just slip your hand up and I'm going to pray for you real quick. If that's you today, I'm not going to call you down. I have friends down here that want to pray for you. But it's so important just saying, hey, I want that Romans 8.28 over my life. I want eternity. I want to know I'm going to heaven. If that's you today, just raise your hand. It's a simple prayer. Come on, I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's always a fight. I see that hand, sir. Thank you. Man, the devil works overtime, man. I see that hand over here, young lady. Thank you. It's worth the fight, though. Because once I see people get set free and guilt and shame and all that stuff broken off and watching someone live in freedom, there's no better feeling. Heaven is your home. That's the bottom line, just so you know that. Heaven is your home. Thank you. Listen, my friends, it's not about raising your hand. I raise a hand just to give acknowledgement to heaven. And two, I just feel like people break chains off when they raise their hand. I feel like it's almost like a shove it to the devil moment. But I have friends right here and down here all over. They have Bibles that we want to give you. You might already have one, but come take one of ours so you can give it to somebody else. And we have a book called Following Jesus. We also have a response lounge right there that they just want to pray for you, look after you, and then you get to look at this whole thing right here. What do we do next? Well, come back for worship night. Come to our prayer meeting. Women's are on Thursdays. Men are on Tuesdays. Join a connect group. Read the Bible. That's probably number one. Hello. Attend a DNA course. Last thing I want to do, though, because we'll be down here. I'm also going to open up my ministry team right now as we're wrapping it. But I want to tell you something that being baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you get saved and say, Jesus in my heart, the Holy Spirit comes. It's a package deal. But he does want permission to be activated. We call it baptism of the Holy Spirit because that's what the Bible calls it. I want you to understand that when you read this Bible, see, I used to read it and fall asleep because my parents made me. But after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and I read the Bible, I craved it. The words would come off the page. After this last service, I had a young girl go, hey, look at my girlfriend reading her Bible. And there was an image coming off the Bible. She goes, I've saved this in my phone because when I learned about the Holy Spirit, this is the picture I look at. I want to see the Bible come to life. That's what the Holy Spirit does when you read the inspired, living Word of God. This isn't an old book for old times. And the devil would love for you to believe that. This is a weapon and a sword, and it's as alive as it can get if the Holy Spirit's activated on the inside of you. God doesn't want dead religion. He didn't send his son to start another religion. That's why we have the Word of God. We just want you to be alive on the inside to read it as an alive word so you could have discernment and wisdom over every decision. For those of you that just say, I want to be 
activated with the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray for you. And if you just want to raise your hand, I'm going to pray for you right now. It's just like you're, hey, I want it. I want exactly what Dr. Matt's talking about. I want, exact, I want to be activated. Don't let theology, don't let the devil. I'm not signing you up for something. I'm not signing you up for an MLM or another religion. I'm just saying I need my people activated in the Holy Spirit. I want to know who can I call. I always tell my wife, this is the list of people to call if I ever end up in a hospital with a bad diagnosis. These are my top 10. You call them. You tell them to kick every devil off me in that hospital. And I got them. Don't be ashamed of that. Trust me. For those of you who be timid about it, I've had fun, plenty of phone calls where I've shown up in the middle of the night. We've busted some demons off people. They're set free, restored, and they're married now, living their best life. When the devil is trying to take their life. I had a guy curse me up and down because I had to call the cops because I didn't want him to take his life. Now he's married, has an epic job, living his best life. And he apologized for all the cuss words he used at me. But that's the Holy Spirit being activated on the inside of you. Come on, let's all stand to our feet. Come on, I'm gonna pray over us two things real quick. If you raise your hand to say, I need Jesus, let's all say this as a congregation. This is why we do church. It's the most important thing. It's eternity on the line. You with me? Here we go. You ready? Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I repent today. Thank you for saving me. Heaven is my home. Let the rest of my life be the best of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, that's good. Give yourself, everybody raise their hand. Now come down, meet my team. Let them pray for you. Now I want to pray. If you want that baptism of the Holy Spirit or you're at home, Raise your hand, just get in a place like, God, I want what you got. Ready? Come on. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now. Baptize your sons and daughters in the Holy Spirit. We thank you right now that you're empowering the church to do radical things, that we want to see signs and wonders. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.